Welcome to Deep Dives with the Gay Guys. We are your hosts. I am Ian, pronouns he, him. I'm Fee, pronouns they, them. We're your sexy gay funkles. We're your sexy gay funkles and here we're here to talk at you in true uncle fashion yeah. <laughs> about things we care about regardless of whether or not you care about it so true you feel like a family party and he's like son do you know that obama created the coronavirus exactly shut up uncle fred okay <laughs> i'm gonna go on my phone in the corner <laughs> not talk to anyone anymore no i don't care about your bunker oh yeah it's full of soup <laughs> Not the good kind either. No, it's all like minestrone. Well, I guess okay. Wow. I'm sorry. That's a hot take. I know you like minestrone. I like minestrone. I'm okay. Sorry. I like spaghettios. Is that the hot take? I do. Mm. You know, once upon a time, uh-huh. I really enjoyed myself a chef boyardee. Oh, uh huh. But since then, I'm really just, I'm like exclusively a butternut squash soup kind of guy. I understand. Tomato maybe. Gotta be blended. Ew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, need, I need, like, a nice paste. Ew. <laughs> uh, how are you? I'm alright. I have a bit of a cluster headache today. Gave it to myself. Welcome to quarantine. Looking I got myself all stressed out looking at screens. And it's just, it's just lasted all day. No, nothing I put in my body has alleviated it. Mm. So I'm a little bit, like... So my notes are a little bit blah, but I want to do it anyways. I'm excited. I ordered a package today. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, no, hold on. I ordered it a couple days ago. Okay. And I ordered the package, and it was like, great, it's going to be here on Friday the 10th. And I tracked it and everything. And I was like, great, that's even earlier than I could have ever expected. Awesome. I'm, like, glad they're delivering it so fast. And it hasn't come. It's 6.10 in the evening. Where are my new shoes that I can't even wear outside? This is ridiculous. I feel, I feel attacked. feel attacked. Like, the only thing keeping me alive at this point is the fact that I always have a package on the horizon. <laughs> Every time I get one, I order something else. I'm I mean, like, okay, yeah. two pairs of socks, let's do it, you know. Just to keep me, just, like... I need, I need something to, to hope for. Yes. Yeah. I need to want it. I need to be pining after it. So I guess one more day of pining is not the worst thing, but I was really looking to finish today. I yeah. need that relief. Mm. <laughs> How are you? I'm, I ordered a bunch of stuff online also, but it's all like international. You're so international. I'm so international. I'm so random mm. international. So like, I know it's not going to come until the end of the quarantine and I'm like, wow. This huge boba plush that I pre-ordered <laughs> will come until the beginning of May. Where is she? <laughs> My boba. I so. mean, you probably want the plush now. The yeah. clothes, the clothes, it's like makes the sense to be later, yeah. you know, because like, what the fuck are we up to? But like know? hugging a boba plush that's huge. Yeah. It's what I need right now. And you're, I was a fool. But your other thirty ca- um, stuffed animals aren't doing it. <laughs> They are doing it. Don't listen to them, you guys. I'm sorry. How can you say that to them? <laughs> yeah, I shouldn't have said that in front of them. That was really rude. So rude. <laughs> They're probably crying right now. They are crying. Look, all their butts are facing us. No, see, say sorry to Doug I'm Coco sorry, Pro. Doug. Okay, I'm he sorry. forgives you. It's fine. Um, so, what the fuck you want to talk about? Here's what the fuck I want to talk about. This is my week's deep dive. Um really excited about it i have been into it for a long time but it's all about celestial seasonings is that the tea with the bear and the sleeping cap yes 
and it tastes bad. In my opinion. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Oh, I... My mom always made me drink it. Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, what is this watery sand? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she just didn't burn it right because I think it's amazing. But <laughs> I mean, didn't, wasn't the flavor like gingerbread? I mean, there's a bunch of them. Ugh, gingerbread was, uh, that's horrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to get a lot of upset people. I honestly people. cannot believe this. I'm sorry. Celestial <laughs> Sorry. I drink that whole tea. I'm like, oh, bedtime. I mean, to be fair, you've never drank it since we've been dating. Yeah. So I drank like, it, like, in college. Now that I'm, like, old <laughs> or whatever. God, you're so old. I'm so old. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't need to sleep. I just pass out on my own. That's true. <laughs> I don't need a sleep aid now that I work all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I'm exhausted. Bye. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Or I'm awake to like three deep diving things. There's no in between. Well, you do that for the people. That's public true. service. I'm so strong. Yeah. This is for you. <laughs> this is for you, everyone. Everyone around the world. Celestial seasonings and its eccentric CEO. Yeah. So let's get into it. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. So, I'm strapped. Let's talk, strap in, daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about the history of the company before I get into, like, the crazy shit. Sweet. Cool. So Celestial so Seasonings was founded in 1969 by a bunch of friends. The main guy was Mo Siegel. Siegel? Siegel. Mo Siegel. Mo Siegel. Mo Siegel, Mo Problems. <laughs> you know oh. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, 1969. Oh. Uh, uh. <laughs> oh. Got him. <laughs> Got you? <laughs> ah, it's the sex number. That's the sex number, everyone. Oh, in case you didn't know. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, 1969, it was like him and a bunch of his friends. Herbal tea wasn't really a big thing at the time, which I thought was interesting. It was kind of like more in Asia, but not particularly in America. Like, they mostly had chamomile and like black tea. Um, so it was kind of revolutionary. Him and his friends went up to the Rocky Mountains and like picked a shitload of herbs. <laughs> And then brought it back down and made, like, 500 pounds worth of herbal tea blends. Because you don't need that much herbs. Um, And they, like, put it in their own little, like, muslin bags. And Mm. it was, like, an indie brand. This was in, like, I don't remember where it was. The country. The the general (laughs) country. The natures. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, it's it's grassroots. Um, But the company really took off because it's not caffeinated. It's herbal. It's good for you. Like, the health food boom was just around the corner. This was kind of, like, the start to it. Um, so it became really big, and he got a lot of money. This is kind of like the ye oldie version of kombucha. Yes, yeah. exactly. They're like, oh, it's so good They're for like, you. It's a natural probiotic. Give it to me. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, keep this in your brains, Ian, and everyone involved. He discovered what's called the Arantia. Arantia? I'm going to say this wrong the whole podcast. I'm going to say the Arantia book. How is it spelt? U-R-A-N-T-I-A. Urantia. Urantia. Okay. Well, I'm just going to mispronounce it my own way. Yeah, I have no idea how to say Urantia. <laughs> Probably should have Googled that before. Yeah. Urantia. <laughs> um, he discovered this book also in 1969, and he used his, his, that... Sorry, he used the book's teachings and kind of like as a guide how to run his business and also his life. Um, so, like, he'd use the quotes in their business meetings, and he'd put, like, inspired quotes on, like, the side of the tea box and on the tea tags. He was really into it. So, yeah, keep that in your blurs. Okay. I'm coming back to it. Bookmarked. Bookmarked. Quick side note, shout out to Beth Underwood for commission. She was commissioned to draw and design the Sleepy Time Bear. Oh, now I feel like a sexist man. 
was. for oh, yeah. shitting on the tea. To be fair, I do like the bear. Oh, yeah. The He's bear very slaps. handsome. He's, like, the most comfortable I think I've ever seen anything in my whole life. Like, I wish oh, I could be on his level I could right only now. dream of that level of comfort. Yeah. And we have just been in our home for the past several weeks, and I still have not reached that level of relax. That's so true. Nothing can give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot understand the bliss of, like, I need a the little bliss. nightcap. I need, an, a, like, a little moo-moo. Little jammies. Fireplace. Honestly, that sleepy time bear carried the whole fucking company. He fucking carried it. Carried okay, it. shout out to you, Beth. Love you, Beth. Beth, you are the reason this company skyrocketed. Honestly, though. God damn. <laughs> Cheers to Beth. Love you, this Beth. This is for you. Oh, yeah. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Beth. Love you, Beth. Love you. <laughs> uh, anyway, that was my aside. So, other history stuff. The company was sold to Kraft in 1984, purchased by Lipton in 1985. Mo retired in 1986. And Damn, then he Mo. purchased it back in 1985 and started the CEO from 1986 to 1991. Again. He's like, actually, I'm not over this. You're not doing it right. And like, <laughs> okay. And then he retired in 2002. So, like, okay. Uh, this guy is so hot and cold. There's like hot and cold things going on. Like a lot of the original friends left and made their own health food companies. Mm. There's been like lawsuits that are saying like the tea isn't 100% organic and like especially in the kids ones and stuff. That's like really important for a lot of people. Mm. But that's not important. Let's circle back to the Arantia book. This I is... want to meet the kid that drinks tea. <laughs> are you <laughs> kidding me? I know. What like eight year old is like, oh, I would love a, a nice cup of Well, it's like the. <laughs> <laughs> Mummy, mummy, mummy! Can I have my herbal tea, please, <laughs> mummy? It's like, why are you? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't trust any child with hot liquids. <laughs> True. <laughs> like, God. I guess it has to be lukewarm. I've made enough kids hot chocolates to know that shit is basically cold. Yeah, like <laughs> this is like barely warm. Barely warm, <laughs> and they're gonna be like, "Mom, it's too it's hot." Too hot. It's like okay. <laughs> Cool. So sensitive, these children. I know. Circling back, circling back. Mm -hmm. The Rontia book. Mo used this pretty much his whole business career. Are you going to tell me about the book? I sure am. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm strapped. So, super interesting. It was published in 1955 by two well-known physicians who are married, William Sadler and Lena Sadler, in Chicago. 1911. <laughs> a long time ago. That's a very long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it, allegedly their neighbor came to them saying that her husband was breathing abnormally in his sleep and to, like, come over and listen to him breathe in his sleep, which seems weird. <laughs> don't ever do that to me. Red flag. Please don't. <laughs> like. <laughs> I know I'm a very annoying sleeper. Do not do that to me. No, I'm, I'm just like, go to my neighbors and be like, please, doctor, come listen to him breathe in his sleep while he doesn't know. <laughs> wow. It's like a weird Twilight Zone episode. And yeah. it kind of was because... So they went up, they go over to this neighbor's house to listen to this dude sleep without mm. him being conscious. Weird. And he was breathing abnormally, but he was also completely unconscious, like could not wake up, like was in a trance almost and started talking. And so they were really interested. This really sounds like me when I sleep now. <laughs> okay, that's true. <laughs> in a trance, talking, singing spells. Singing spells. It cannot wake me up. <laughs> It's like it's a roast. Absolutely. Use I love it. Is. So I guess they kept monitoring him. There's over 250 of these sessions. They go in and like listen to him sleep talk. And it got to the point where they would ask him questions and he would answer. And so it turned out that I guess he was being possessed by this celestial being that was like a student visitor. 
he was like young. He was a young celestial being, alien guy who was possessing him and answering their questions. And so Lena and William got really interested and they got a bunch of their friends and they sat down and were like, what questions should we ask of this alien? Because it's coming back pretty much every time this dude gets all weird in his sleep. Let's like ask him stuff about like where he's from, what's going on in the universe, stuff mm -hmm. like that. And so he began asking these questions and getting answers and the answers became more and more detailed. And so all the answers were published into a book called the Arantia book. Okay. It's over 2,000 pages. Jesus, God. <laughs> it's real long. Wow, <laughs> that is very long. <laughs> the identity of the man who was in the trance was never released to avoid undesirable future veneration because it wasn't about him and it wasn't about the alien visitor guy. It was about what he had to say. He's kind of like a prophet. But allegedly he was like a pretty known businessman. Oh, He was wow. like in socks or something. Socks? Stocks. Oh, I was like, you socks. wore socks? <laughs> he was in the stock industry. He was, I mean, sock. He was so well known in the sock market. Oh, man. He had uh, like at least two. Oh, my God. Argyles Maybe went up. Three. Argyles oh. went down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so he's like kind of like a prophet, and he doesn't know it because he's just sleeping? Because he's, he's not like a prophet. He was just like being possessed by this guy who Got told it. him a bunch of shit. So like, it's not really, because he like did, wasn't into it. He just like wasn't like conscious. Aliens? Like, so, I mean, I guess that, like, they don't want to say aliens, but they're like, yeah. it's otherworldly celestial right. being. Okay, that makes me think aliens, but that could just be me. Yeah, yeah. I think it's aliens. Right. I guess, if I was going to say anything. Tell this bitch, no, <laughs> tell this bitch to put that ass in the book. <laughs> Us if we were aliens. No, See, wake like, him up. Wake him up. Tell him that we have, like, the best <laughs> tell, tell him, him I had a huge dong, everyone. Tell him I have a John Dillinger-sized <laughs> dong and an ass that won't quit, okay? Put that in your fucking book. Write, write it down. I had so much sex. Oh, my God. In the universe. We're so sexually active. <laughs> like, ask anyone. Ask anyone. I have had sex, so <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I guess the answer has got so detailed at some point that they couldn't write it down and they said like all these papers just materialized and they would just publish it like oh. these are so intelligent we can't even can't write it down so now. god did it for us <laughs> um, or i guess not god the aliens they printed it. They faxed it to us. He's like some, the... just like some poor alien intern. He's like, God damn it, I don't want to talk to these people. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you know how much... Oh, God, I have to fax all this to these people. Okay, he was supposed to be the fax machine. Now I have to fax it through, like, the other world? Come on, man. <laughs> Can't wait for Friday. Honestly. <laughs> Nine to fiver. Mm. Yeah, you can read the full text, the full 2,000 pages online, interestingly enough, because wow. it's written by an otherworldly being, they can't copyright it, so it is public domain. Wow. Um, there was, like, a whole ass lawsuit about it in the 80s. That is so interesting. Because, like, they didn't want to release it to everyone, they wanted it to be, like, private, you know, because it's, like, occult. Yeah. It's occult. But, like, they couldn't, because technically it wasn't written by anyone, <gasps> so, like, they can't. Yeah, they can't copyright it. That is so interesting. I know, isn't that crazy? Oh my god, copyright laws are dead ass so interesting. They're like, even God himself cannot stop yeah. me from. Well, like, isn't like Disney stuff fair game now? I think it's about because to be. Because right? it was like, I think you can only copyright something for 100 years. Mm. And so that's why Disney was like, oop, I'm gonna buy me a little bit of an Avengers and a little <laughs> bit of Pixar. Everything else that is copyrightable <laughs> at the moment. And then. That's because their lease was coming up, and now, like, you know, anyone can get a Mulan tattoo 
without being sued by Disney or a Cinderella wow. tiara. Wow. Right? That's why know. they released Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah. They're trying Holy to get, shit. like, they're trying to snatch up money any way they can. Yikes. While they still have the power. Power. Yeah. Because they're a suffering multi-billion dollar I company. I need a little bit more money, everyone. Please. 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 We Please. need money. Money. We only have a couple billion dollars. <laughs> Everyone, I advise you not to read the 2,000-page text online because it is incredibly racist. Oh. Yay. I wish I was surprised. I I wish. I wish. All right, so here's some basic stuff from the book. I read, like, a million synopses of, like, the different chapters for, like, four hours. Wow. Um, So (laughs) no one read it. It's terrible. Basically, religion and science go hand in hand. So this is kind of like a newer Scientology-esque oh. cult. God is an ever-present being made up of the universal father, the eternal son, and the infinite spirit. So there's like three things, but he's also one thing. Each person has a fragment of his of this God's eternal spirit inside of you, and that's called the thought adjuster. T-H-O-T? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, that's me. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. That's you. My bad. <laughs> that's me. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like sorry. you're like I'm trying to say this. You're like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got flustered. I'm sorry. Got him. Uh, Is there a pog adjuster as well? <laughs> no, that's also me. Oh god, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's called a thought adjuster, and how much you listen to this fragment of like the eternal spirit inside of you kind of determines how moral you'll be and how spiritual you'll be, mm. and I guess how far you'll get in like the journey on this planet. So if you don't listen to it, you're like you're kind of screwing yourself over. If mm. you're like a bad person, I guess you're not listening to your thought adjuster, mm. just your T H O T adjuster. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm listening to you all the time. <laughs> to be fair, um, so like the ultimate goal, I guess, in this religion is to fuse your thought adjuster with yourself and transcend your mortal being, and that way it'll become like into paradise or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's so much. So let's get into like I love how space we, facts. We inadvertently both chose like religious topics. Yeah, this one was wild, and I think mine's yeah. a little bit connected to yours, but I'll get into it later. Really? Yeah. Oh, I don't uh, really know that much about it. Okay, well, I, mine is all conjecture. I didn't go this. I'm depth. exhilarated. <laughs> no. Uh, so let's take over. Let's talk about space. Blah 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 blah. Um. So in the center of the universe, universe like all of the universe lies the Isle of Paradise, that's where God is, mm. surrounded by Havona, which is a billion perfect worlds. And then outside of that are seven incomplete and evolutionary super universes. And we're in the seventh one, which is the shittiest one, which is a bummer. That I'm makes sense. bummed, but it does make sense. That makes sense, <laughs> you know? The seventh super universe is called Orvonton. I don't know. Orvonton. Orvonton, New Mexico? Yeah. What? <laughs> it sounds like also like a town in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. <laughs> You're traveling to, to Orvontown. <laughs> and in the local universe, Nebadon, and our planet is called Orontia. Oh, I had Orontia. Drink cranberry juice. <laughs> Drink lots of water. <laughs> pee it out. It's, it solves itself. Just Honestly, this planet is like a UTI. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very susceptible to urontia. <laughs> but the concept is that when you die, you'll move on to another of the, like, the billion planets in this universe if you do good, and then you go on to like the next universe, the next universe, and you keep like getting better and better until you get into like the middle. 
It's kind of like the class system. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I see that. Like, where you're, like, born into one class, and the only way to go up is to, like, to, die like, and do better in do the next life. Do better in the next one. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good point. So, the fate of Orantia is fixed, but celestial beings will intervene, which I guess is where Jesus comes in. Mm. But, like, so also other stuff, like, unexplained, like, really fast technological advances and stuff like that, where it's like, how could they possibly discover the wheel? And it's like, well, aliens helped you. So, I guess that makes sense. That actually is my, like, in my story. Oh, my God, yes. Okay. <laughs> it's all thrown together. We're, we we share one brain, and that's why there's so many so connections. True. Um, so, Adam and Eve are also a celestial being, and that's where they came down. But the Adam and Eve, they show up on every planet, every, like, iteration of the planets. But on ours specifically, they kind of fucked up, which is why we're all jacked up. Mm. Um. The last chapter of the Orantia book kind of goes into, like, Jesus and his life, like, his entire life for, like, a really long time. Like, every single 36 years or whatever that he lived. And apparently he was born normally. He did not die for your sins, but instead because leaders were afraid of religious leaders. And he did not perform miracles, but he did rise from the dead after the third day. So I, uh, okay. I guess they decided to keep some parts of it. So he didn't die, but then he rose from the dead. No, I mean, he he did die, but not for, like, your sins. He oh. died because people were afraid of him. Oh, got it. Which is, like, practical, I yeah. guess. And then he came back as a vanilla wafer. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and then we eat him. Exactly. <laughs> yum, yum. I'm going to get in trouble for saying <laughs> I know. That. <laughs> I'm sorry. I never went to church, guys. <laughs> sorry. All right, so let's get into why this is racist. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is the racism por- this is the portion, racism portion so of our podcast. If you don't like eugenics, you should honestly not listen to this episode at all. It's really rough. I'm physically in pain from researching so much, and I'm like, I want to kill this guy. Or just skip to my <laughs> portion because there's no racism in my part. God bless. Yeah. <laughs> it's just conjecture. Yeah. So there are six races on Orontia red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and indigo. <laughs> the white people are blue. <laughs> the black people are indigo. <laughs> uh, what? I don't know. <laughs> Instead of accepting race, we're gonna make it very complicated. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, but it's uh, so I don't know. Um, allegedly, the orange, yellow, and green races were giants. So that's why I'm like, oh my oh god. Oh my god, guys, skip to my part if we're boring you together. because giants. That's my whole thing. <laughs> what is this? I know. But anyway. I should have done more research. Adam and Eve are blue. They're like white people. Oh. And so I guess the idea of all the planets is to eventually become one superior race. And so you have to eliminate the inferior stocks um, enable, like, in order to have a perfect world. And that's why we're incomplete is because, like, we, we allowed other races to exist. Oh, my God. I was so bad. All uh, right. I am yeah. so tired of this tea theory. Sorry for being woke. Honestly, I don't want to live in, like, Orange County with a bunch of white people. If that's, like, the, what this it's is like, supposed this to be. Is a superior race. I have to eat this bland-ass food. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I come from white people. I want to avoid it. <laughs> we don't flavor anything. <laughs> so that's, like, the whole thing. Is okay. that we, we messed up. And they also talk about how, like, every time the blue race is supposed to subdue the indigo race. And, like, the wow. other, like, native races are supposed to die out. So it's like, it's, it's bad, it's 
racist. I feel like every single one of our conspiracies is going to have like a touch of racism in it. I really don't like that. Me but either. It's true. <laughs> I just like the people that make conspiracy theories are like, and this is why this is it's okay for why me to be racist. It's okay for me to be a Nazi. And it's like, mm, no. It's like, actually, you're insane and horrible. <laughs> I hate this. Why can't we go back to Avril Lavigne? Yeah, let's <laughs> continue to talk about the stupid <laughs> shit that you believe. <laughs> um, okay, we're almost to the T. Just okay. a little bit, a few extra notes. Because I thought they were interesting. <laughs> Please. Um, so, the book was written by, well, it's not written, but it is written by William and Lena Sadler, mm. even though they said it's by, like, an otherworldly hand. It probably is by them. Um, Lena Sadler was the niece of John Kellogg. Oh, shit. Yeah. Who was a eugenics racist asshole who made the shitty cornflakes. And he had a cult, too. Yeah. Okay. A eugenics cult. That's gonna be... Like another episode. So that's another episode. You gotta touch on but that like, one. But like, she was the niece of him, and they both worked for him in their lifetimes. Oh my god! It's just more. Oh wow. So like, I, anyway. Wow. Moving on. So Wowza. John did publish three other eugenist books before coming out with this Arantia thing, and a lot of like the concepts he has in his books come out in that like text. So, how can people look at this and be like, oh, it's totally written by? alien jesus it's like well it seems a little bit racist but okay yeah um a lot of the books also have some really outdated scientific ideas in them which also makes people think that maybe it's not true <laughs> besides other factors um for example they say they keep mentioning like planets rotating slower that are closer to the sun which isn't true and they also talk about like the formations of all solar systems are created by two crashing stars, which was disproved in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So it seems like he's a little bit outdated. Um, Matthew Block, there's this guy in 1992, kind of combed through a bunch of scholarly articles in the 1900s and found some stuff word for word that was plagiarized in the Arantia book. So this guy is throwing eugenics in there. He's plagiarizing scholarly articles that don't even turn out to be true but he's like this is all gonna happen like y'all mm. are gonna die blah 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 like mm. kill not white people whoo mm. so he sounds like a gem yeah he sounds like what a, a gem <laughs> is so is this our president currently because it sounds like it <laughs> <laughs> yeah honestly i would not be surprised if he's in this cult yeah honestly trump's drinking that celestial tea you know what i celestial mean tea. spill the tea hunty spill the tea so let's go back to T. Mo Siegel is no longer the CEO of Celestial T, but he is the current president of the Arantia Foundation. And he holds weekly meetings at his house. Um, so... <laughs> like, I wish this was a conspiracy. Like, I really do. <laughs> but it's just a deep dive into, like, this whole guy's life. God. And, like, what he believes in. Um, and I kind of was hoping that maybe he was, like, into the space part of it and not the racism part of it, but I guess in his, the 20 most asked questions of the Riantia Book Fellowship, he has this quote and it says, illness and disease result from evil and cause suffering. Uh, unfortunately, several factors hinder progress towards the development of a disease-free world. The laws of genetics are immutable and form the physical cornerstone of evolution. At the present time, Mankind loses about as much progress as it makes ignoring eugenics. So this guy is, like, all in to the eugenics thing. You know, I'm really glad that I shit on this tea at the beginning of the podcast. (laughs) This tea tastes like shit. It's garbage. I only stand the bear. Everything else can fuck off with this hoppy water. Garbage. 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 You taste like gingerbread and you fucking suck. 
That's what you get, Celestial T. More like Celestial P. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I am a trans. I am fighting for a generation. <laughs> you are. I'm Thank proud of you. you. Fuck this tea. Um, here's some other facts, and I'm almost done. We're almost to the end. I'm gonna get to the fun Ian part of it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how fun my part is, but it's definitely weird. Okay. <laughs> As recent as 2010, the Arantia Fellowship released a panel on eugenics, and one of the members felt like it wasn't right, so he, like, pulled the receipts on, the like, all the people who were in this meeting, and one of the people was in the meeting is was, like, the current genetic screening, screening program director at Kaiser. So, oh like, this God. is all connected. Oh, God! Like, I wish that was not true. <laughs> I always thought it was a little weird that it was called Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, that's right. It was just always kind of like, that's a weird name for yeah. a hospital. And, like, to be fair, I'm sure they don't ask you, like, are you in cults? I don't know. Or, like, do you believe in eugenics? Like, aren't you supposed to take whole-ass courses before you become, like, anything related to, like... I mean, science in in like a moral, <laughs> like a, from a moral perspective, moral perspective, they are a for profit hospital. That's true, <laughs> and they're fucking expensive. You tell them. Tell them. Um, famous people to have been in this cult: Jimi Hendrix. Wow. Apparently, he carried it or like the book around and like told everyone how great it was. Allegedly, that was the conspiracy. Weird. Um, if you're interested, feel free to give Arantia, The Great Cult Mystery, a read by Martin Gardner. He kind of, like, unravels a lot of it that I didn't have time to go over. Also, mm. he got, goes over what they're doing recently, mm. which you can't find a lot of stuff about because they're not very forthcoming. And they're still active. Yeah, they're still active. Mm. Um, yeah, that's all I got about oh. tea. So, uh, fuck those guys, but yeah. the bear slaps. You spilled the tea, man. Ah. You spilled it. Ah. All right. Are you ready to learn? I sure am. So my entire story is conjecture. It's just a bunch of theories. Because there are no answers. So that's kind of fun. My topic is that giants built Stonehenge. Some yellow and green people. And I actually didn't know that much about Stonehenge when I started this. (laughs) Um, It's a prehistoric monument in Wiltshire, England. It consists of a ring of standing stones, each roughly 13 feet high and 7 feet wide, weighing about 25 tons, um, which is very heavy, I've learned. It was believed to be constructed around 3000 BC to 2000 BC, which is an era I cannot fathom, and it was believed to be a holy burial site. Um, because they found a lot of skeletons there, so they think like maybe it was a burial site. There's also like, it's also like maybe it was a a conservatory or maybe it was like um like a concert hall like people don't really know what it was you know yeah that's the whole intrigue of it and that's why there's so many theories about what it could be uh one thing that was really you know gets the imagination going is it was built before the advent of the wheel so without the wheel how do you lift this heavy shit Big ass rocks. Especially because they found where some of the blue stones came from oh and that is 150 miles away in the Preseli Hills in Wales. So it's like, how did people, before the advent of the wheel, carry 25 ton, is that what it was? 25 tons, 25 ton rocks, 105, 100, Oh my God. 25 ton rocks, 150 miles. You know, that's the question. Yeah. And there's probably more rocks, right? Like each one is, so each of the big ones is 25 tons. And then there's smaller ones that are like four tons. Wow. And those ones came from less far away. 
or further away, Ireland maybe. But they, there's no internet. They had like nothing better to do at that point. So they're like, let's drag some like, stones. Drag some fucking. Yeah. Wasn't it SpongeBob? He's like the pioneers used to drag these, these babies for miles. <laughs> so there are a couple of very logical theories as to how people were able to transport these pre-wheel. There were some modern experiments that actually were like really proved a lot of interesting ways you could do these things. Oh. Um, it is theorized that you could have used per like perfectly placed stone balls under the slab to rotate it, and they tried that, and they were able to like rotate it and spin it with like ease. Like one person was able to like move these stones with just like two small stone balls. There's also some contraptions made out of um, like wooden planks and stone balls where it kind of looks like a seesaw, and they were able to like move. There's like a video and. This one guy, and he's not like, you know, he's not like super jacked or anything. He just was like able to like easily move this incredibly heavy stone. Wow. Um, and like tilt it. So like there are like contraptions that use like gravity and weight and things like that to make it happen. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it was also theorized that they used oxen to transfer the stone. But some people think it's far more likely that Stonehenge was built by giant human-like beings rather than advanced minds. Yes! <laughs> Under this theory, Stonehenge was simply a house for a couple giants. Wow! Um, and they say it was built, main, built mainly out of wood, so it was a lot taller at the time, but the only thing remaining is the stone-like core of the home. Under this theory, there is also a massive conspiracy that enormous skeletal remains uh, of massive humans exist all around the world, but it's covered up by the CIA to make the population of the world believe that we're closer related to apes than we are to massive humanoid <gasps> beings. Wow. So the CIA is covering up these skeletal remains to keep us believing that we come from apes. Holy shit, this is amazing and I love it. And there are some pretty good photoshops, and I say photoshops um, because it's considered like a known hoax because these photos have been circulating since 2004, but they have like no origin in truth. But in these photos, it's like the human is like smaller than the skull of these giant skeletons. Wow. And so what we're going to ask is like, what happened to those skeletons, right? Sure, like sure. If, if, if you can show me this photo, how am I supposed to believe it's real if I don't see the actual skeleton? That's where this theory comes in. It's believed that the Smithsonian, every time that a giant skeleton is uncovered, they show up and like ascertain the skeleton for science and then destroy it. So the Smithsonian is in on this because it's a government organization. And so every time some someone's like, I found me a giant skeleton in my backyard, he's probably a human. So the Smithsonian shows up and they're like, we'll take it. And they burn it. <laughs> They burn it. Or whatever. They destroy it. I bet they blow up a dynamite like that whale. Exactly. We're going to talk <laughs> about the whale. Love that. That's an upcoming episode that of the whale. That whale in 1970, everyone's favorite horrible disaster. I can't wait to hear about that one. I love how they're like, the Smithsonian just wrecking. Like, wh how do you get, like, wouldn't the bones be like really hard? <laughs> like, how would you blow them up? I don't know. But I love that every single story I've done so far, the Smithsonian is in on yeah. it. Every story. I like, like assume that it's the Smithsonian, not like any other agents. <laughs> like, don't you think that there's other museums and like collections of things around the world that like would be concerned about giant skeletons? Why is it the Smithsonian? But, Why not like Area 51? Yeah, I mean, we'll get to that. But okay. these giant skeletons have been told 
to be discovered all around the world, including places like Romania. There, I saw a beautiful illustration of Stonehenge to scale to a human man and Stonehenge to scale to a giant with an arrow that said, it makes a lot more sense <laughs> that a giant could effortless, effortlessly lift this stone than this tiny, tiny man. I'm obsessed with this. Like, does that mean that the giants lived during, like, the Egyptian era and, like, built the obelisks? Um, so there's a couple different theories on, like, how far they go back. Uh-huh. I believe they're more, like, Mesopotamian. Well, they're, like, actually, like before I think the they're, farming? like, Neolithic. Okay, so, like, before farming. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. They're, like, okay. they're, like, the way back. The way back. But we'll get to, we'll get to that. So another thing that backs up this theory that there were giant, skele- giant, you know, giants. Giant giants, massive humanoid beings, is that um, in the world's largest prehistoric copper mine in Wales, there are accounts of archaeologists finding sledgehammers alleged to weigh 60 pounds. Oh, wow. The average sledgehammer stops at like 20 pounds. And in order to have a 60 pound sledgehammer, um, the handle would have to be nine feet long. So the question is who would be able to wield this? You know? Uh huh. So who would we, who is wielding this sledgehammer? Obviously, the giants. Giants! Don't at me. So it is also assumed in similar circles that the Stonehenge is actually the remnants of the Tower of Babel. Uh-huh. I'm not religious. I apologize in advance. It's like Babel. Babel? I don't know. I, exactly. That's what I'm apologizing for. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> Whatever. I'm assu- I, from what I've gathered, it's like a Hebrew biblical story. Sure. And, it, and the origin of the story, for people who are like me and have no idea anything about religion... Is that it's supposed to, the story is supposed to explain why people speak different languages. So once upon a time, everyone spoke one language and they decided to build this huge city with a tower that reached all the way to heaven so they could get to God. And God didn't like this, so God confused every single person and made them all speak a different language. So no one could understand each other, and then God spread them out all over the world. And, you know, in theory destroyed this city or this temple, or never let it to be continued to be built. Uh-huh. But it's also theorized that the Tower of Babel is um, the Edemananki, Edemananki, which is a Mesopotamian ziggurat. Oh! Um, and ziggurats are actually fucking awesome. Oh, no, they're they're cool. um, massive structures built in ancient Mesopotamia and Iraq, and they kind of, they tend to be kind of triangular because they're essentially like stairs building up to one point. Right. But they can be really, you know, elaborate, and they're really interesting. They're kind of like pyramids in the sense where there's a shrine at the top. Um, so actually, like, I love a ziggurat, so, like, that makes a lot of sense. But visually, in, like, the photos, if you look up, like, the Tower of Babel, it's, like, kind of a spherical shape. Uh-huh. Whereas, like, a ziggurat is kind of a triangle. Right. So I think that's where this, this specific theory leans towards it being Stonehenge. And under this theory that I'm... The, the giant theory, God left Stonehenge as a reminder of his capabilities and to never do it again. Wow. But that's not all, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, there are a couple other theories other than giants that I just want to talk about. One of the contenders is that aliens provided the technology to build Stonehenge. See, this is connected to mine. Exactly. Oh, my God. Yeah. So not only did aliens provide the technology to build Stonehenge, they also built the Egyptian pyramids and the Easter Island heads. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that tracks. I mean, so there's a couple, there's either aliens gave uh, civilizations the technologies to build this, 
or they built them themselves. So like that's kind of like uh-huh. the either or, either or. So it could be aliens. You know who it all could also be? Merlin, the <laughs> wizard. <laughs> so another theory is that Stonehenge was created by Merlin, the wizard, who magically transported the massive stones from Ireland where giants had assembled them for him. You know what? This is the only valid conspiracy ever on this podcast. Obviously it was fucking Merlin. Like, no racism involved. Like, no ulterior motive. They're like, I don't know. Merlin. Probably a wizard did it. I feel like they were like, how do you think Stonehenge happened? He was like, fucking wizards, man. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here's some other theories. Some argue that Stonehenge is a spacecraft landing area for aliens. I love that. Or... That it's a giant fertility symbol in the shape of female genitalia. Okay, let's back up for a second. How does it in any way look like anything? I, I, I that one, I, I wanted that to one? end on that one because I'm like, how does this look like a vagina? <laughs> it's a circle. Some guys, like, I've never seen it, but, like, probably yeah. fertility symbol. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, archaeologist was like, hey, man, you know what this Stonehenge looks like? Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That one is just beautiful to me. I love that I one. I mean, that one is great. But basically, like, the conspiracy is that giants are covered up, so we will believe that we came from apes, but giants really built Stonehenge. And the if giants built Stonehenge, it was for someone else, or it was for them to live in it. And that's pretty much all I got. Wow. To be honest. But it's like, why wouldn't there be other Stonehenges then? I mean, that's where Egypt comes in. Oh, the Smithsonian. Oh, okay. oh, well, yeah. The Smithsonian <laughs> is covering it up. <laughs> Don't ever read a magazine from the Smithsonian ever again. It's pure lies. They're just covering up the giant skeletons and the aliens built the pyramids mm-hmm. and all that. And we will get to that later. But today, mm-hmm. it's the giants, man. Obviously. I, I love. Ooh. Is this takeout? Oh, I think so. Hello? I got too into it. My phone is on silent. I cannot believe you noticed that. So my phone is ringing. It's not silent. I'm tapped into the web. My DoorDash senses. The guy looked at me and he went, for Becky? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh. And I was like, yep. And he was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Respect. I am totally Becky. I'm Becky. I actually don't know who Becky is because it's neither of us. I know. But <laughs> it's fine. But at least we got our green beans. I'm a green bean. It's nothing but green beans, because we love to eat healthy and eat out. Oh, yeah. Supporting local businesses, you know? Now, anyways, giants. Giants. Obviously, that's the correct answer. Yeah. There's a theory I really like that's, like, all mountains are ancient trees, which would support, like, the giant theory, and apparently that also supports flat earth. Like, that's, like, a whole slippery oh, slope Oh, you gotta get earth. into that later. That's a whole can even, of worms. Yeah, I can't even get into that right now. Oof. But, like, anything with giants is just always immediately goes into religion for some reason. Wow. I guess because a lot of people are like, oh, Cain and Abel were nine feet tall, or something's like, what? Why are you saying this? I don't know. But. Alright, so you can follow us on socialmedes. At Deep Dives Gay Guys on Instagram or DDWTGG, Deep Dives with the Gay Guys on Twitter. So, DDWTGG. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> That's us, we got that DDWTGG, you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you <laughs> oh, mean. Oh, yeah, Daddy. Oh, yes. Follow us on the Webernet, 
so that you can get hot content from us. Uh, anyways, thank you. Good night. Thank you. I love you.